John Morant officially suspended by the NBA for eight games, but some of it's already been served. What does it mean for the Grizzlies and Morant? When could he actually return from the suspension? Plus, Steph scores 50. And it doesn't matter. And Deer and Fox, still the clutch king. We'll get to it all today on Lockdown NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of Locked On NBA, where we cover the latest and greatest from around the association. Busy Wednesday in the league. Some great games, some big news on John Morant. There's a ton to cover today, and you know we'll get to all of it. I'm Tony East. I host Locked On Pacers, one of the few teams that didn't play today. He's Pat the Designer, the one of the co-hosts of Locked On Bulls, who did play today. Devastating game for the Bulls. Pat, how you doing? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We will talk about that game because De'Aaron Fox has all of our attention with his clutch play this season and did it again in the United Center tonight, but that is for later. We will start with a different Western Conference point guard. The resolution, sort of, of this until he actually plays, I suppose it's not resolved and there was no true resolution to off-court issues, but the NBA announced their uh, the end of their investigation and uh, subsequent suspension for John Morant of the Grizzlies, uh, an eight-game suspension handed down. Uh, Morant met with Adam Silver on Wednesday, it sounds like, in New York. So he went to rehab in Florida, per the reporting, left that, or not rehab, uh, counseling in Florida, left that, went to New York, met with Adam Silver. They discussed the incident. The NBA concluded their investigation. It's an eight-game suspension. But the key note of that is that is retroactive to when the Grizzlies started to internally sit him out. So he played against the Nuggets in Denver right before the incident happens. He misses their next six games, their sixth game of that stretch being today. They got blown out by the Heat in Miami. So he's technically only suspended for two more games, is eligible to return on the 20th when they host the Mavericks. That said, he hasn't been with the team in that time. There's some expected ramp up here. Uh, Pat, before we dive into when he could return and what it will mean for Memphis, were you surprised at all by this length? Where do you stand on this outcome from the NBA? Uh, I'm not mad at it, right? Like a dumb decision by John Moran. I, I don't, you know, think that, you know, that there shouldn't be backlash from what he put on Instagram that night. I think uh, very confusing by the, uh, the the nightclub or the, the strip club, whatever it is, uh, putting out the video and all of that afterwards. That was a weird, weird thing to do. Weird flex by them, I guess. Uh, enjoy never getting another NBA star to come into your doors again. Uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, listen, nobody was hurt. Uh, there's a lot of what ifs that could have happened. Those what ifs did not happen. There's no need for him to be gone for the rest of the season, as some had speculated. There's no need for him to miss the playoffs. There's no need for dumb decision completely. But He's serving his time. He's got two more games to go. Get him back on the court. Let him go play basketball, right? Like, that's that's what we want to see him do. That's what we pay him to do. And out of any, out of everything else, right, that's probably the best therapy even for him on top of the counseling that he went to. Yeah, Adam Silver said Jaws' conduct was irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. And the league's investigation, uh, quote, did not conclude that the gun at issue belonged to Morant, was brought by him into the nightclub, or was displayed by him for a brief 
period. So, and says he did not possess it while with the team or in any NBA facility, which were a lot of the key parts of this. So uh, that is the end of that part of it. It's all wrapped up. He will miss at least their next two games where they play the lowly Grizzlies and then host the Warriors, (laughs) the classic rivalry for the Grizzlies at this stage of their season. I think he's going to be out a little longer than this, though, Pat. I don't think you can just reinsert him right away. Yeah, he's an amazing player, and they've been slumping a little bit, and that's, I think, kind of a big part of this is they need him back with this loss and the Kings win the same day. Yeah, They're now in third in the West, and the gap between them and four and five is shrinking. I think they'll still likely hold on to third, but the sooner Morant can come back, the better. At the same time, you don't want to reinsert him too quickly to the point that it that becomes a disruption, and certainly it'll be... You know, his suspension will be a distraction when he does return at first because all sorts of questions coming about it from everybody. So I think there'll be a slower ramp up where it's probably not. I mean, this is just a guess for me, but it feels like, you know, maybe the Rockets game they play two days later or they play the Rockets actually twice in a row. They play mm-hmm. them Wednesday and Friday next week. Perhaps those two dates could make a little more sense to ease him in a bit. Yeah, I, I see. Either to me, either the 22nd versus the Rockets on that Wednesday, uh, possibly the 24th as well, uh, or that magic game, right? You usually want to ease guys back in versus competition that they can beat up on a little bit. We know that those are three teams that have that can be beat up by on by John Morant. Um, they're probably just going to want him to kind of get his get his uh, um, not, not to say he's out of shape, right? But but get a, get his legs back together. He's been off for a little bit of time, right? Get your legs back together. You don't want to just send him out there to play a full game because uh, you don't want to risk injury. And and we know that injuries are up in the NBA right now. So you, you want to minimize that as much as possible. Absolutely. This, this is good timing schedule-wise, I think, for the Grizzlies to have to deal with something like this. Just because, like you said, if you're going to return a guy like this and have Opponents for him to beat up on. They got the Spurs next, the Warriors, who can't win a game on the road, the Mavs, who are banged up, Rockets, Rockets, Hawks, Magic. So somewhere in that stretch is a good time, and then they close with a much tougher schedule as they look to cement their spot. And when you look through the West standings, again, even after today, where Grizzlies lose, Kings win, they're tied for second with Sacramento. And, you know, being the two versus the one could be significant in the West, but also... It's a four and a half game difference between them and the Suns in the three, four. And we just ran through it. Their, their schedule is pretty easy, but that's not like insurmountable, even though the Suns have lost three in a row and the Clippers have won four in a row and are kind of right in that mix as well. So it's very likely. I think the Grizzlies remain in that two, three, but the sooner Morant's back, the sooner they can just get that over with and not like that's going to be a much harder side of the bracket. The Suns Nuggets side. Are you kidding? Like if you can avoid that, you absolutely should. So even beyond working job back in, making sure he is mentally okay, has has gotten through everything because he you know, deleted his social media, said he wanted to take time away and and be introspective, making sure he's okay first and foremost, but then also reintegrating him and playing. It's going to be tough for the Grizzlies. Yeah, and I mean, you, you have to, at the end of the day, right, they want him back on the court. <laughs> let's not let's not get confused or let's not get misconstrued that there's this there's this moral high ground that that the organization is is looking to take when oh we 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 can't put him back out there because of so many things that are going on around they want him back on the court he's their best chance at going in the playoffs and making a deep run the grizzlies are not going to give up a deep run for Josh's stupid mistake in a nightclub 
They're just not. So I, I think that working them back in as soon as possible and beating up on some of these young teams, right? Because here's the thing. The Grizzlies have played a lot of these games much closer when John Morant's not in uh, in those games, right? And, and getting blown out by teams that we look at this team with John Morant, right? If, if John Morant plays tonight in Miami, you feel like that's a completely different game because there's just this force on your team that nobody else can slow down. There's nobody on Miami, maybe Jimmy Butler, that has an answer for what John Morant is able to provide on the court. I, and he's, he's going to come back. He's going to come back probably – uh, with a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder, hopefully some better decision-making. But at the end of the day, when you had a, a, a player with his IQ level and his ability back onto this team, um, the Grizzlies going through this stretch could spread that four-game lead that they have on Phoenix by another four games if Phoenix keeps going the way that they're going. Yeah, we'll see what this means to them, right? And even since he... This incident happened, right? Steven Adams reportedly had an impassioned speech about, you know, their team and and going out. And then he himself was announced as out for four more weeks. And then Brandon, Brandon Clark uh, has this Achilles rupture or whatever. It, I, rupture might be wrong. Rupture, uh, Achilles tear, whatever. He's out for the rest of the season. So totally different situation. Morant is returning to in Memphis than the one yep. that he was involved in. Even at the beginning of this month, we'll see how long it takes for him to, to hit the ground running and for that team to continue their push for whatever they would like to do in this postseason run. Man, I hope we get Grizzlies Warriors in the playoffs somehow. That is my I only just, wish. I just love the talk. I love the talk. That is my only <laughs> wish as a fan of the sport and rivalries is that we somehow get Grizzlies Warriors in the playoffs. Let's talk about said Warriors team because they can't win on the road even when Steph does what now, Pat? 50 points in L.A. We'll get to all that coming right up before we talk about that, though. Let me quickly talk to you guys about a new sponsor. I'm really geeked out about the mobile game Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft. The ups and downs of a season and is completely Free, yet challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. You can play it offline, on the go, as you want, when you want. And, of course, we have a Locked On Hosts group. Uh, Pat is kicking everybody's butt as it stands, but you all should make one with your friends. It's a blast. And Locked On NBA listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code on the screen right now if you're on YouTube or look it up in the app store. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Welcome back into Lockdown NBA. Thanks for making us your first listen today and every single day. Make your second listen, Lockdown Bulls. Hear what Pat and CEO Hayes have to say about the Bulls. Ooh, oof, heartbreaker, which again, we will get to in the third segment today. I want to talk about the Warriors, Pat, because uh, every time I looked up at this game, Steph Curry was hitting bananas layups and relocating for a nasty three and crossing up the entire Clippers defense and has 41 points through three quarters. And wow, when he does that, usually he doesn't play in the fourth quarter because the Warriors are up by so much that they're dominating. So imagine my surprise when you look up and Steph has 41 and they're losing, helplessly losing. They could never even get the lead in this game against the Clippers. And this is, just, you know, briefly in the third they had it, they led early, but 
Clippers were up double digits for a lot of the fourth. And this game was such an interesting microcosm of the Warriors season where Steph's amazing, like almost as good as MVP level Steph. Only took four free throws and scored 50 points. Yeah. He was also a minus 11 with him on the floor. And the Warriors lose by eight to the Clippers on the road where the Warriors cannot win a game at all. It is the perfect summation of Golden State season. Steph's been amazing, and yet they have a 500 record in games he plays in. What do you make of all this? The Warriors' road struggles, Steph's incredible night, and their inability to win even when he's playing this well. On a night where Stephen Curry passes up Michael Jeffrey Jordan (laughs) for the most 50-point games after turning 30, we're talking about this team in a loss, a team that shot 55%. From the field. I mean, they shot 47% from three. I think the thing with the Warriors that's always the most interesting to me is, especially this season, is how's that defense going to shape up? The one thing that we looked at with the Warriors last season was that no matter what, on a night in, night out basis, I could count on the Warriors being able to go out there and shut a team down at some point in the game, right, defensively. And they can outscore anybody. They still have that ability. But the Warriors sitting, I believe, 18th right now in defensive rating in the NBA. And and you see it playing out on the court all over the place. Just they don't seem as crisp on their defensive assignments. They don't seem like they're closing out quick enough. They don't seem like they're getting to the corner shot, the corner three quick enough, right? And we saw that bite them the entire night. And especially with, Listen, I know I know all the jokes that that are going to come from uh from from Russell Westbrook being on the Clippers and and what he's able to do. But when you've got a guy that goes out there and, and adds to what the Clippers have with 15, 9 and 7, finding good. everybody open. Yeah. That's going to make your life a little bit harder and so you got to close out defensively. That's how you waste a 50 point game from Stephen Curry. Listen, they can outscore anybody in the NBA on the road or at home. But you got to be able to make stops. And they know this. This is how they literally won their championship last season. Pat, I think this stat has been said by everybody who's talked about the Warriors on a podcast recently. But if you haven't heard it, I'm going to tell our listeners right now. Here's the Warriors season in a nutshell. Uh, At home, in the Warriors home arena, their new building. They are third in defensive rating this season. There are only two teams better. 108. That's amazing. On the road... The Warriors are third to last in defensive rating at 119. Only the Rockets and Spurs are worse, which doesn't count, right? They're literally saying, don't do it. Don't play defense. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it doesn't what are you doing? You play defense? Get out. No offense to the Rockets, by the way. We're on a two-game win streak. They beat the Lakers tonight. But, like, you know, <laughs> we all know what that means. Like, they it, – it's weird. It's like it's the same players playing – but they're way worse on the road. And even they have said all season, like, look, if we understood why this was the case, like we'd fix it. It's just completely bizarre. And this game was that exact thing happening again, where they play an offensive game that should win you a game. 90% of the time you score 126, you make almost half your threes. You shoot 56% from the field, all this stuff. And they lose, they lose to the Clippers because they can't defend. And they lost in kind of a strange way where they shot a better percentage from three and from the field, but they lose this game for a couple reasons, Pat. One, they give up nine more offensive rebounds and two, nine more turnovers for the Warriors. That led 
to more shot attempts, eight for the Clippers and the Clippers, 17 more free throw attempts, right? So a lot of easy point, easy buckets for the Clippers. And that's kind of the stuff that the Warriors have to clean up if they want to be serious because, look, they're really good. Steph Curry's amazing. I still would think the, the Warriors will do pretty well in the postseason, but they're in sixth for a reason and they're not that far ahead of the plan. Like they've got to find a way to be better. And I think the thing is too, right? When you start to see trends like that, at a certain point, it's just mental, right? Like I've I've yeah. gone through it with the Bulls, very much so. I've gone through it with the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls can literally compete with anybody in the NBA. They've beaten a good chunk of the top teams in this league, but they struggle with the mental aspect of the game coming down to the end of the game. They struggle versus the the bottom barrel teams in this NBA, right? This is what the Warriors are on. They're hearing the rumors. They're trying. And, and sometimes you try so hard to just, I, we have to break this stigma. We have to change what our narrative is. That you play in even more to the narrative. And so to me, right, like I look at what um, we're seeing from Golden State right now. And I do think that it's fixable. But I don't know if it's fixable this season. And that's the concerning part when you're the, defending world champions heading into a playoff push. I agree with that. I, I also think like if they make the postseason, it, it's, it's going to be hard for me to pick anybody against them. Even if they're playing this horrible on the road, like they've done it before in the playoffs, they know how Steph is still one of the best in the world. Like they're yeah. phenomenal, but you, know, you, you have to win if, especially if they're going to be a lower than four seed, they're going to have <laughs> yeah. to win. Right? You're going to have to win road games, right? You literally mathematically will have to win a road game to win a series at that point. So the, this bugaboo, and I agree with you that it's probably a mental thing, is something that they absolutely have to get over. The other factor, of course, is they've never, at least hardly, maybe a few times this season, had their full team. They still don't have Wiggins right now who's away yeah. for personal reasons. Like This is the exact game he'd be really helpful for when you're going against this giant full-of-wings Clippers team that has Kawhi Leonard playing amazing probably won't win any awards because he missed so much time but he was ridiculous like Wiggins will help them so if they get their full team by the playoffs I still wouldn't bet against them subplot two of this game Pat technical foul for Draymond Green that is 16 Dylan Brooks was the first to 16 this year Luca was second although I think one got rescinded and now Draymond gets it that means he is suspended for their next game which is a road game in Atlanta. It's a road game, so they were likely going to lose anyway, right? But no Draymond <laughs> for the Warriors in Atlanta. Does that mean anything for their season at this stage? Um, I think it means that Draymond came into this game trying to get it out of the way so that he could hang out in Atlanta. <laughs> no, I, I, I kid, of course, about the hangout part. But I do think that there's something to that, right? Like, when you have that looming over you, especially heading into the playoffs, right? How many times have we seen a player get that? Well, Draymond's gotten that, right? Where he suspended the next game in the playoffs, right? So that you don't want to go into the playoffs with that suspension hanging over your head with with uh, um, trying your best. And, and especially with the kind of player that Draymond is, right? Like, he's going to be that guy no matter what. He's going to be the vocal guy. He's going to be the guy that's talking with the refs. He's going to be the guy that's sitting there always talking on the court, trying to get into the other team's head. That's who Draymond is. He can't do that if he's worried about getting that next technical that's going to get him suspended. I think that this was a uh, a little bit of a strategic move on Draymond's part. Maybe it coincides with a trip to, uh, to Atlanta or something he's got planned on the weekend. But uh, I do think that this was a... Uh, and and it seemed like he was trying to get like 17 tonight too, didn't it? Like by the end of I was like, he's trying to get tossed. 
Like, he goes down the next play, gets tangled up with Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris got ejected somehow. That was random as heck. I don't know, man. <laughs> the last Warriors road win right now, Pat, January. January 30th. It's been a month and a half since they've won the road. I only say that because, yeah, Draymond's missing this Hawks game. Like, they can't wait on the road. But their next four games are on the road. In Atlanta, in Memphis, in Houston, in Dallas. And, Sure, they can probably beat the Rockets, even with how bad they've been on the road this year. But they're in a fight for their life to stay in the top six. Like, you would like to somehow, you know, get over your mental hurdle and beat one of these teams. Now it's going to be harder to beat probably the most winnable one of those, which is that Atlanta game on this stretch. So, you know, know, as much as it's easy to say, like, you know, he's got to do the suspension eventually. If he's going to get it, like, they could have used it to be at a different time. We'll see where that ultimately lands. You know who the Warriors aren't going to catch in the West, Pat? The Sacramento Kings, who cannot lose in the clutch, who go into Chicago, nasty game. We're going to talk about that game and other big games around the NBA as Darren Fox is cementing his Jerry West trophy case, the inaugural Jerry West trophy. Before we get to that, let's talk about two awesome groups. First up, Bill Bar. The Bill Bar Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's the perfect time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for the peanut butter brownie. And if you want your favorite NBA team to win, then you'll be voting for the bar to support that team too. And when you vote for your favorite Bilt Bar or Puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Bilt Bars. Not only that, one Lockdown fan will get a 12-month subscription to Bilt to have their best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Bilt Bar, best protein bars ever. They're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. They're healthy, right? High in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate, but also absolutely delicious because of that real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop on in and support your pick. Also, let's talk about FanDuel really quick. About three quarters of the way through the NBA season, now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. You can bet your spreads, your money lines, player props for points, rebounds, assists, whatever. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Back here on Locked On NBA, thanks for making us your first listen today and every single day. For your second listen, Locked On Grizzlies, hear the local angle on what we just talked about in the first segment. John Morant back at some point soon for the Memphis Grizzlies. DeMichael Cole and Joe Mullinax will have everything you need to know about that Grizzlies team and the next steps for them on their quest to chase whatever seed they would like to get in the West playoffs. Speaking of the West playoffs and the Grizzlies, they got passed in the standings tonight by the Sacramento Kings and the most clutch player in the NBA this season, De'Aaron Fox, does it again. A dot over two defenders with .7 seconds to go against the Chicago Bulls after a wild ending in which DeMar DeRozan four-point play tied it up just moments before. Pat is, of course, one of our hosts of Locked On Bulls. Take us through that game and the Kings' ability to convert in the clutch as they have all season. Uh, listen, the, they are a a well put together team. They, they kind of let the Chicago bulls back into that game, right? I mean, honestly, but when you, when you look at the end of that fourth quarter, 
a uh, couple of mental mistakes, a couple of turnovers that allowed the Bulls to really fight their way back in. Zach Levine attacked the bucket really well, closing out that game, right? And you get to that last second shot, and you put the ball in the hands of a guy who's historically great at making clutch shots in, in uh, DeMar DeRozan. Not only does he knock down the three-point shot over the Vooch screen, but gets the and one on a call. Listen, listen, Kings fans. I'll take it, but <laughs> you know, like that's all I'm saying. Like I know that you know that I know that you know. So all I'll say is ties the game up. I, I thought that, you know, we're heading to overtime here. I thought the Bulls probably could have played it a little bit more aggressively uh, so that he doesn't just walk into his game-winning shot. But, hey, you, when you look at what De'Aaron Fox was able to do in that fourth quarter, 15 points in that fourth quarter, man, he was absolutely cooking um, oh, just every time down the court, finding an open shot, contested shots. Uh, and the Bulls threw everything at him that they could. Patrick Beverly ends up fouling out. Io DeSumo wasn't able to handle it. Zach Levine wasn't able to slow him down. They got it. They, they they've got a heck of a team, and uh, they got guys that can step up in the big moments. Yeah, Fox is the Jerry West Award. I forgot the name earlier when I was talking about this Bulls Kings game. Uh, Darren Fox, Jerry West Award winner, runaway. <laughs> yeah. Not not even close anyone else this year don't even don't even debate it like that one is maybe the most easy award to pick he just drilled it right he i don't even think of him as a shooter and like he just confidently rose up and drilled that thing credit to the bulls right like you said they fought back hard and but you know the kings two stinky starters in this game with keegan murray and harrison barnes and they still get it done i get why people will overlook them in the playoffs because they're inexperienced but Dang, are they good? And I would like to spend more time on that game, but we can't, Pat, because every game in the league was somehow insane today. Like, an absolutely ridiculous night in the NBA. One of the most tame games was actually the Rockets barely squeaking past the no Anthony Davis, no LeBron James Lakers, which is already nuts. Lakers cannot get back to 500, Pat, but we're not even going to talk about that game. Let's start with the Celtics-Timberwolves game which was crazy. Celtics end up winning this one by two with some very controversial stuff at the end. A weird jump ball. I don't know if you've seen it, Pat. Where oh, they, I did. They threw it up, and, and Grant Williams tipped it back. Or not Grant Williams. The Celtics tipped it back before it even got close to the apex. No call. Then not long after, Joe Mazzula is on the floor three quarters of the way across the court at the elbow. The refs are looking at the ball with Grant. This is where Grant Williams is involved, um, holding it figuring out what's going on. They don't even see him on the floor, which is a tech. Both calls go against Minnesota. They were not happy with how that one ended. They also did some the, did themselves no favors with some missed free throws down the stretch of this one. Uh, man, could Minnesota have used a big win like this, but they just didn't get it. Yeah, I and listen, the Celtics, right, like they're on such a tear. I hope that we don't see anything long-lasting come from that uh, nasty spill that Jason Tatum took. He ended up coming back yeah. in the game, fighting through the game. Um, Timberwolves got a case, though. Timberwolves got a case in this one. I That jump ball was, was just questionable. Like, that was a steal. It wasn't even a jump ball. It was a steal. Like, he, like I think Rudy Gobert said he just stole the ball away, basically, in the air, and they didn't say anything. Uh, and again, right, and here's here's the biggest issue out of all of this. Again, we're left looking at the refs. We're not asking you to be 
the greatest referees of all time. We're asking you to do the basics of your job on a consistent basis. Yeah, it was two seconds left to sit. I couldn't remember how much time was left in a two point game. When this went down, the Timberwolves have to immediately foul. And Joe Mazzula is a sixth player on the floor in this moment. Uh, Timberwolves were like losing, you know, when they're, when you're already losing, I'm all, you know, I'm almost a little less inclined to be like, well, shut up. But like, that was kind of whack. It was egregious. <laughs> no, it, was it, was, egregious. It, was, it was kind of whack, um, which was crazy ending there. Speaking of crazy endings, Spurs Mavs, a game that probably very few people watch just because <laughs> no Luca, no Kyrie and the Spurs are terrible was the drunkest ending in the NBA by a mile. <laughs> it was ridiculous. The Spurs were up by three late. The Mavs storm all the way back and take their own lead late. They're up three with 40 seconds to go. They miss a shot. Um, the Spurs cut it to one with five seconds left. And then all this happens in 5.7 seconds. Okay. The Mavs inbound. Jaden Hardy gets it. He gets fouled. He misses the first free throw. He makes the second free throw. Now there's three seconds left. Spurs are down two. They try to get a good shot. Uh, and Keldon Johnson drives and he's fouled and he misses both free throws. So they're still down two. all the mass have to do is get it in and they throw it all the way down the floor and no one touches it and it goes out. And then Keldon Johnson gets an alley-oop dunk on the inbounds. All that happened in five seconds to send the game to overtime where the Mavs just kicked the crap out of the Spurs yeah. and ended up winning by nine. So all this dramatic stuff where the Spurs almost pulled off a miracle meant absolutely nothing. Is there anything to take away from a game like this when Kyrie and Luka don't play? I mean, I, the Spurs just aren't very good. Uh, good job, Spurs, uh, keeping the Wimbanyana hope alive. And, um, <laughs> I mean, listen, the Mavs need these games. Like yes, you're, they do. You're, you're trying to figure out what this team is going to be able to do in the playoffs. Now, granted, right? No Kyrie, no Luka. But I think these are the moments that you do need because, hey, other guys on the team, you have to play with those two names as well. You have to step up. You have to be – somebody at least has to be a big piece that is the one other guy that can score the basketball and play a little bit of defense. Now, they don't play much defense down in Dallas, so, you know, maybe they're not worried about that part. But somebody else has to be a score besides Luke and Kyrie. It's easy to shrug and say, eh, just the Spurs. But, yeah. like, they're half a game ahead of the Thunder, one game ahead of the Lakers, two, one and a half games ahead of the Pelicans. Like, they're not even firmly locked into the plan. I think they'll make it. They have, you know, a top five player in the league on their team. But, man, they like, they need... They were under 500 entering the game. Like, they need these wins. So, even if it came down to some little bit of dumb luck at the end, to be honest, they got it done. That's what matters. Last game to shout, even though it, this, I guess it was close in the score indicates. Uh, three versus four in the East. 76ers 118-109 over the Cavs. That probably locks up the top three in the East. Cavs very unlikely to be able to catch up four games in the final 14 uh, especially now that Philly, I believe, has clinched that tiebreaker. Uh, Joel Embiid is insane. I mean, 36 and 18, uh, one ridiculous uh, foul moment with with Evan Mobley that we won't get into because you already talked about the refs. Uh, but he he's ridiculous. And the games like this is what heats up the MVP conversation when he can have 36 and 18 on the same day, Pat, that don't look down. The Sixers have a better record than the Nuggets now. So we will see where... Where this takes us, obviously Giannis' team still at the top if you're a big record person, but fantastic performance from him, and the Sixers likely locked up their top three seed tonight. Yeah, it just I I am looking at this Philly team, and I'm just like, this is probably uh, your your best chance with this regime to go after it, hopefully yep. health 
remains and and everything's good, but it seems like they fi- they finally finally settled into okay, this is my role, this is where I'm supposed to be on the court. This is when I'm supposed to attack. This is when I give you the ball, right? Like that's that's stuff we didn't see last season, right? Like it just kind of felt like a hodgepodge of guys playing basketball together. So it's good to see them uh, kind of rolling. They got they got the Bulls twice, and hopefully we can finally beat Joel Embiid. <laughs> We've never we still never beat them. We've still never beat them. Yeah, we have Philly, beat the Sixers since then, but we've still never beat Joel Embiid. Philly rolling at a good time. This is going to be a crazy playoffs. You know why I say that? Because there's probably like nine teams of the 16 teams that are going to be in the playoffs that I say, man, I wouldn't want to play them. <laughs> it's like, it yeah. can't even be possible. There's, a, you know, it can't be more than half of the teams, but I, that's what I feel like. Well, you might have a better chance than we do at it, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree, right? Like I, I look at these, the, how deep, the NBA goes and just how close all of the brackets are. And it's just like, there's literally one team that might just have a series, right? Like, and that could knock out a team that we were like, yo, that was a finals contender. And that's how competitive these playoffs are going to be. I I'm excited for them because I think that we're heading towards probably some of the best playoff basketball we've seen in a very, very long time. Hey, whoever gets number two seed in the West, congrats. Luka Doncic could just get hot and you're done. Like that's your, like that 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 Surprise. could be all season. You know, it's like it's it's no. gonna be brutal this year. I can't wait. Uh, listen to Lockdown Pacers with me and Lockdown Bulls with Pat. You will not regret it. As well as the many other Lockdown shows in the NBA Network, covering every single team locally, as well as fantasy basketball, the WNBA, and more. Thank you all for listening to Lockdown NBA today. Tomorrow, Adam Mares, Wes Goldberg will continue to break down the latest and greatest from around the association. Till then, everybody have a fantastic day.